Hello there, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Big Sports Ones Podcast. Of course, a place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, as well as inspiration. Of course, I go by the name of King Bonjir. You can follow me. Of course, I'm also the social media producer for the unpopular review wrestling show, Perfect Flex Talk Radio. And this week, I'm going to talk about the, you know, of course, the, the aftermath of Secret Invasion, as well as, as well as the results of NXT Great American Bash along with my predictions for SummerSlam. So, of course, I hope that you enjoy tonight's episode. I know that you would not be disappointed. So we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Victorious, the Victorious Ones podcast. Of course, uh, of course, on, on channel VIP 105, episode 105 of the Victorious Ones podcast. Of course, I go by the name of one and only King Bonjir, as you see on the bottom of your screen right here. Um, yeah, so, of course, so of course, like I said, it's episode 105. So far as we keep track, um, and of course, you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. King Bonji. Follow the show's Instagram page at, at Victorious Ones Podcast. Of course, of course, also on Twitter at Real King Bonji. Of course, on Twitter um, at Five One. Still gonna call it. Still gonna call it. Uh, tw- you know, still gonna call it Twitter, regardless of what they say about X. I'm not even thinking about that. The only X X is that I acknowledge the X Men, DMX, RIP, of course. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, pretty much for, as far as that, you know, so um, as well as WrestleMania 10. And uh, the Red X is that Black Wrestling gives out to people that are racist and problematic. You know, those are the type of X's that knowledge. So I'm not even going to give, you know, Twitter that, that type of, uh, you know, type of energy, if you will. So anyway, you know, without, without further ado, of course, that's kind of my, kind of like my rant but for those that can hear me. Um, and of course, for those that are watching by way of YouTube, of course, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Von Resper Jr. And, um, you know, so, so, of course, you know, of course, uh, before I go, before going further, congratulations to those that, um, they were part of Jobber Slam over the weekend. And of course, Jobber Slam 3, New Jobber City. So I was, I was glad that I was able to uh, make a sponsor. Unfortunately, I was not able to make it circumstances, but I look forward to it to making sure that, that, um, make, make, I'm going to put it on, on my calendar. It's going to be my, you know, going to make sure that, um, you know, to, to get there for next year. And I was very impressed with, you know, with, with the stuff that I saw. Of course, Sir Wilkins, uh, Simon Miller, Darius Carter, and everything, you know, everyone else. Um, of course, congratulations to Janelle from Job Tears. Um, Job Tears, friends of the program, you know, made for, um, for an incredible event, incredible. Um, like, I, like I said, you know, another, another successful Jobber Slam. Battle Club Pro and everything else that they do. Congratulations, and may you continue to have even more and more success above and beyond. And of course, I know that uh, that Wilkins and Janelle are both flying out to Detroit for SummerSlam. So I know Wilkins said on Facebook that he's flying out uh, tomorrow for you know for, uh, for media, you know, to, uh, to do media coverage and support. And um, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, so, so of course, you know, of course, I thank, I'm thankful that you know that they. Uh, 
uh, support me and give me shout outs as well. You know what I mean? So, um, like, like, like I say, shout out to them. Shout out to Black Wrestling, probably enemies, everyone, everyone else that's, uh, you know, has some type of affiliation. And of course, I'm going to get to wrestling in a minute. But one of the things that I, you know, that I really need to address, of course, is, uh, you know, the, of course, the big bombshell uh, this week. I mean, last week when it came to Marvel's uh, Secret Invasion. You know, and for those that don't know, for those that may be, that may have been under a rock, um, Rhodey has been revealed to be a scroll. Now, that's one thing I knew that part, but to find out that he has been a scroll this long, not just within this particular time frame of like post endgame stuff like that, but for him to be a scroll, uh, like since after Civil War, like Infinity during Infinity War and Endgame. That you know, let me go and find a soundbite for that. Um, yeah, so this was the big surprise. This was you know, big appeal. Uh, trying to find cinematic, cinematic, but uh, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was a huge, you know, bombshell. That was uh, just a mind blow. You know what I mean? That that was just like okay, like the WTF? Like what in the world? Is this going on right now? Of course, you know, thank thank you for those that are that tuning tuning in, you know, tuning in, watching by way of the Victorious Ones podcast Facebook page. By the way, make sure to make sure to join that, and um, you know, of course, to be able to be able to have a front seat exclusively whenever I go live. Uh, like I said, you know, th- thank you very much for the, for those that are, that are tuning. In. Of course, like the numbers, I want to thank you very much for those for those that are watching by way of the Facebook page. Um, you know what I mean? So like, like I said, I really appreciate it. So if you have anything to say, you know, like I said, leave a comment, make sure to um you know, to leave Mark to, uh, to give Mark Zuckerberg permission to uh you know free to you know free to show your name and um, of course by way of you know stream yard stuff like that. And um you know like I said, like I said, you know for those that have comments about it that feel some type of way about secret invasion, let me know. Um you know you know I me mean? so, so like like I said as far as that uh, for Rhodey to have been a scroll this long has been ridiculous. So now, so that is the worst, one of, if not the worst, retcon that I've probably ever seen um, as a comic book fan, as a fan of movies and storylines and things like that. For them to, uh, like I said, for them to, to for them to retcon um, Rhodey's character and, and everything else, there are all the stuff that happened with Infinity War an end game for him to be on the front line, you know, along with the Avengers during the biggest battle battles that they've ever had, the biggest war that they've ever had. Um, this is the war against Thanos for them, for him to be a scroll during all of this time. So that just undermines everything that they built um, for him during Infinity War. The, you know, of course, the funeral scene um, after Tony died, that Rhodey was at the funeral the whole time. That was a scroll. I was like, that is lazy retcon if i've ever seen one the fact that the director even said that he feels that marvel fans have too many expectations so that's just my way of thinking that you're pretty much just saying like you know what you're throwing in the towel you're just going to give you know the biggest you know what uh to everybody that's really what i felt like um this retcon had had become uh you know what i mean so uh, and, and of course like i said i'm not too you know like I said, i'm not tripping too much on like the final battle um shout out to Mary clark who is uh the queen from Game of Thrones, you know, rather uh, the princess, you know, Daenerys from Game of Thrones, and how she, you know, how, how, how 
her and the other scroll had that, that final super scroll battle and stuff like that. Um, you know what I mean? So, so like, like I said, you know, and, and plus, like in, in the fact they said they weren't, they weren't going to be in any Avengers, yeah, they're right, even though um, one of them was, uh, was, was actually scroll in disguise, which is ridiculous. And for Nick Fury to be married to a scroll in the first place, you know what I mean? So you're literally sleeping with the enemy. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, and, and um, you know, I don't know if it's because they just weren't in the budget and stuff like that for them to just lay it out there. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I mean, that's 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 crazy. You know what I mean? And, and, and so, and, for, and the thing is, not to harp too much on the show, but and, and the funny thing is, I, I was having a conversation um, on Monday with, you know, about backstage on Monday um, with Mike Knox from Purple Flex Talk Radio, by the way. Uh, of course, I'm a social media producer for Purple Flex Talk Radio Monday, you know, per, or per, for Purple Flex Mondays at 6 p.m. So I just wanted to plug that in there before I go any further. Um, you know what I mean? But the thing is, like, we had a conversation, uh, you know, like I said, pre-production before the show. And so, you know, and I, and I was saying that, you know, that, uh, that Nick Fury without the Avengers is like Phil Jackson without Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal. Kobe Bryant, Scotty Pippen, and even probably something—that's pretty much what Nick Fury is without the Avengers. You know, just like Phil Jackson without, um, you know, some, some of the greatest players that he's ever coached, some of the most transcendent players of all time. You take them away, he's, you know, reduced pretty much like New York Knicks Phil Jackson at this point. So, um, you know, what I mean, so it's just like, you know, like in one, on one end you assemble these heroes, but at the same time you see how valuable they are, you know, to, to, you know, like, what type of value that, that they have, you know, uh, when, when you don't have access to them, when you don't have them around anymore. Um, you know, and so it's just like, like I said, Samuel Jackson is incredible, but to see Nick Fury without Earth's Mightiest Heroes, it doesn't feel the same. You know, just, just like I said before, just, just like, Phil Jackson without, you know, some of his, his greatest stars, uh, you know, that he's ever coached, it's not the same, you know. Um, so, you know, so, so, so that's, you know, that's how I feel about it. And I know the re- reviews um, for Secret Invasion have not been that great. You know, the state of Marvel right now overall feels like it's pretty much in the mud for the, for the most part. And, um, and, of course, the strike doesn't help things either, you know, even though they have, you know, Captain Marvel 2. Uh, coming out, so you know, I'm gonna see how how that pans out. You know, thankfully we're gonna have uh, you know Carol Danvers, Monica Rambo, as well as Kamal Khan, all under one roof. You know, so you know, so, so of course those are you know some some, some, of, some of my thoughts when it comes to um, Mexico, you know, like you know when it comes to Secret Invasion. And I just want to say this: like, I feel as though. With Rhodey being a scroll for as long as he's been, it's, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's the, it's the title of the episode. I feel like Marvel has been playing in our faces. You know, that's why I titled, specifically titled this episode Playing in Our Faces because it's exactly what Marvel has been doing lately with phase four, period. This post endgame phase, they have been playing in our face. The exception of No Way Home, for the most part, Feels like they're doing that, you know. Um, but you know, but they, you know, and also 
you know, another thing that, that um, another thing I had, another thing I said uh, when, uh, with, with Mike on, on Monday pre-production, um, com- you know, during a little conversation. If you, if there were, you know, I've asked people this question before. Like the thing is, um, if scrolls were real, you know, since people talk about aliens being real these days, wouldn't they pass me that scrolls were real? But you know, my thing is, you know, if, if scrolls, you know, if there, there were any. If there were anybody in sports, entertainment, whatever, that were scrolls, you know, who would they be? So for me, I would say that, you know, that uh, the Dan Snyder, former owner of the Washington, you know, Commodores, whatever you want to call him, he was definitely a scroll. Um, and I'm going to go and be up front when it comes to my own football team. Um, I feel like, you know, of course, for those that, that already know, you know, my, my team has a certain star on the helmet. Shout out to the Cowboys. Phil as though our team owner has been a scroll ever since fired Jimmy Johnson. But like Jerry Jones has been a scroll ever has been on scroll time ever since Jimmy got fired. You know, so why destroy something that's that has been working, you know, that has had a, a track record of success? So to me, that's very much scrollish behavior. Um, you know, the guy who's running X right now. Yeah, certainly, certainly on scroll time. Um, you know, for you to get rid of the bluebird, yeah, absolutely. That's very inhuman. Um, you know, of course, I'm going to go and say it. I'm not scared of the consequences. Donald Trump's definitely, definitely a scroll. He's literally he like, well, but anyway, that's on the story. Um, yeah, you know, of course, the news has already been, you know, indicted again, locked away. He had to do something on scroll for without question. Um, even in wrestling, I would say. Like that, you know, like I said, I feel as though the AEW version of Chris Jericho has been a scroll, you know what I mean? Like since 2018, you know, with the stuff he's been saying on Twitter, uh, you know, on, on social media pages, you know, um, the the money that he's donated to, you know, to the Orange Guys campaign to have, you know, uh, you know to have uh, Trump Jr. on his podcast, uh, you know, being that to be a in that Jane Silent Bob movie, things like that, you know, as you know, as a, you know, um, as a clan, as a, you know, as a clan's leader or whatever. Yeah, that's very much scrollish behavior. I firmly believe that the real Jericho has to be like locked in one of those, um, you know, uh, like underground, like one of those like uh, pods or whatever that, that everybody else was locked in during Secret Invasion. I think that the real Chris Jericho has to be in there somewhere because that is very, very like just out of, out of the blue for you know. For this dude to be, you know, to be on this type of time, um, but yeah, you know what I mean. So, like I said, I, I don't care. This, these are my views of the Victorious Ones podcast. So, you know, hey, love it or leave it, that's on you. And plus, I've been doing a series about wrestlers as comic book characters. So, I think I've found the perfect match for Jericho, and that is a scroll because he knows how to transform, um, shape shift, and just you know, just do just like out of character things, you know, uh, you know, as, you know, pretty much as of late, I'm not judging, but I'm just saying like, you know, this is like very much like a 180 from what we've been used to for such a long time. Um, yeah. So, so like I said, you know, I feel as though secret invasion, Marvel's been playing in our face with that. And so, I um, mean, and of course, speaking of uh, comics and conventions and whatnot, um, of course, this past weekend, DreamCon was in Dallas, Texas, and I am absolutely motivated for the first time ever to go. 
even though I've been in Dallas for WrestleMania 32, but this would be my this would be my first time to DreamCon. So this would be my second time in Dallas. You know what I mean? So so as, so as far so as far as that, um, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So 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 um, you know like I said, so as far as that, I was like, okay, now said I'm certainly motivated more than ever. You know that that you know that's among my among you know my future plans, along with uh, another WrestleMania, along with other conventions and, and, and whatnot, along as well as Jabra Slam Four. Um, so yeah, like 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 I said, you know, like I said, you know, like I said DreamCon was absolutely incredible, like to the point where people from WWE were DreamCon. You know, people were part of NXT. They even used Dream, even put DreamCon. Incorporated DreamCon into NXT storylines, you know, so that's how much of a big deal that a convention like that is becoming, if not has become. So, um, so it's definitely definitely on the rise along with Vertican, along with many others, you know what I mean? So, um, so you know, it's, 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 of course, speaking of wrestling, without further ado, um, now, or, of course, now, of course, when it came to SmackDown, uh, we saw, uh, we, uh, we, of course, we saw, uh, so, saw a women's tag team match. With Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair versus, versus the tag team champions Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, in which Charlotte and Bianca won. But you know, and, and the thing about it is, is that Charlotte went to Adam Pearce specifically requested for you know for a tag team match, only for Charlotte to not even tag Bianca and for Charlotte to pick up the win. Um, you know, like you know, and, 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 and take and, and take the attention for herself. You know, so it's just like it defeats the purpose. Like, why would you even? Uh, request a tag match, but you're not. But the thing is, you won't even tag your partner back in, right? And so, and of course, seeds are being planted more than. But at the same time, you know, we already know what all this is about, and so you know, of course, of course this is going to plant the seeds leading to, um, you know, what I mean, like you know, like you know, leading up to um, you know, to, to SummerSlam, and so we already know that they're, you know, like I said, nemesis and enemies, and of course, like the, you know, the um, the, the extra. X Factor, the Oscar is the women's champion, and uh, and of course Eo Eo Sky um, had teased uh, cashing in for Oscar. You know, she could show show the briefcase, briefcase um, as well, and so and, and of course, and of course, also um, you know Roman and Solo had their own uh, tag team finisher. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know it's their own tag team, tag team finisher combo of you know the Samoan Spike along with the Spear. You know, it's, so so of course, like I said, you know. Like seeing more more than ever, you know, the battle lines potentially being drawn. So this they declare official tribal combat. Um, you know, I mean, sort of like the rules and engagement type of thing. And um, you know, I mean, so, so so as far as that, like seeing you know, James so being Mr. Unserious, even a moment like that, and Roman also saying that you know that, that even if he loses, even if he loses his, uh, his title, he's still Roman, Roman Reigns. You know, and so now Roman's got, got to this point where he's like. He's like, you know, I'm crystallized. Like the belt does not, you know, does not define me. I still am who I am, but at the same time, he's still gonna maintain the, you know, the tribal chief status, and he's gonna make sure that, to, you know, to, to have a firm, strong, like infinity gauntlet type of grip on, on that title, and you know, like I said, on that championship as well as that mantle of the tribal chief. And, and of course, like just recently, Roman was also um, on ESPN first, ESPN's first take along with Paul Heyman. And um, you know, like I said, I, I definitely enjoyed that segment. I thought it was great. You know what I mean? And and just, and just how Roman's star power is monumental. Roman Reigns is 
excuse me, excuse me, um, like I said, Roman Reigns is undeniable. And for you know, of course, you know, for Paul Heyman, he was calling himself the greatest manager of all time. And as soon as Stephen A brought up Bobby Heenan, Heyman was like, Swim, he's dead. And so a lot of people, you know, certain people up in arms about that are people Bobby Heenan. But someone else I saw that you know made a great made a great point in the sense that if the shoe was on the other foot, Heenan would have said the same thing, you know, um, about Heyman. You know, so it's so it's just like, you know, and of course, like the thing is when Heyman Heyman was being you know, was, was being a heel, of course, as he's supposed to, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, if, if you're Paul Heyman and you've accomplished the things that you've accomplished, I mean, you have every right to, you know, to, to call yourself the GOAT manager, which I firmly believe at this point. He has eclipsed Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, uh, J.J. Dillon, you name it when it comes to other, uh, you know, it seems like uh, Paul Bearer, you know, Bobby Heenan, Paul Bearer. J.J. Dillon and Jimmy Hart, you name it when it comes to his all-time greatest managers. You know, so it's just like Paul Heyman has separated himself and put himself in such a rare um, category, if you will. You know what I mean? So, 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 like, so the thing is, like, so Heyman um, is, has uh, managed a record six world champions in his career. You know, and, and I mean, like the results speak for themselves, you know. And so on, you know. So, and of course, another thing, another highlight on SmackDown, um, like some, was that uh, was that was that um, Bobby Lashley, born the Street Profits, and um, you know, and, you know like he brought, brought the Street Street, uh, Street Profits backstage, and um, introduced them to a new wardrobe. So, apparently, that that was that was the message that he was sending to Dawkins, like, you, you know, you know, you're gonna roll with us, uh, her business 2.0, you guys step your, you know, step your game up when it comes to your wardrobe. You know, you guys step your Step your gear up now, you know what I mean. So you know, like especially when it comes to, when it comes to uh, sweats. And last, you probably saw that picture. That picture of um, Dawkins when that that blow pop blow pop jacket was like, yes, yeah, not right now. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah, like I've seen you know, this is a slow burn, a slow build to her business 2.0. Um, you know what I mean. So so so, so as far so as far as I've like, seen, those, those are some of the some of the highlights and recaps. Of course, LA Knight. Um, like I say, you know, pick up even more steam than ever. It's like a people's elbow slash a stunner, a people stunner. Somebody said um, on Twitter or on Facebook, I believe. And you know, it's, it's, I was like, okay, yes, LA Knight is making more of a name for himself. Anytime you have a weatherman on TikTok using LA Knight uh, lines, you know, like as, as as he's doing the weather, I mean, that speaks volumes in itself, you know. And I mean, of, of course. You know, so of course, um, this past Sunday was so. Uh, uh, this past Sunday was a NXT Great American Bash. So I'm just going to uh, I'll pull this card up real quick. And um, like, like I said, when it comes to Great American Bash, uh, you know, of course, uh, Cody was the one that was, you know, like I said, was the uh, was that gave the introduction. He was the one that was. Like the sort of the narrator in the beginning in honor of his dad, the late great American dream Dusty Rhodes, who's a pioneer in his own right. Dusty was the one that was the one that created Great American Bash. He's the one that created Starcade. He's the one that created War, Ga- War Games. He's a visionary, re- the original visionary revolutionary. Um, like I said, you know, of course, long before Seth Rollins was even thought of. You know, I mean, like so on. Um, you know, so Seth says all all these, all these things, but Dusty was the one that did it first. You know, in so many different ways. That's why his place in history is held in such high regard. So 
even though he may not have the body of work when it comes to titles, the way that a lot of other guys have it, like you know, like when it comes to uh, Ric Flair's, uh, your Stone Cold's, Cena's, The Rock, you know, uh, guys like that, you know, what I mean, like you know, Undertaker, what have you, you know, whoever, whoever, whoever else you want to name, uh, Brett, whatever, you know, the list goes on. Um, even though Dusty, from a world title standpoint, may not have his, like I said, his 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 resume may not be as deep as theirs but when it comes to his imprint that cannot be denied you know and i, heard, and I had a conversation with somebody and they said that dusty is pretty much the wrestling equivalent of alan iverson in the sense that uh from an accolade standpoint is uh you know like i said may not be as ironclad as your jordan jacoby's kareem's magic you know dudes like that you already know but at the same time, he's still an innovator in his own way. He's still a trendsetter. He's still, um, you know, he has has that like grassroots following type of thing going on. You know what I mean? So, so like that. That's, so that's pretty much. I, and I can see that reference. You know, it certainly makes sense. Um, you know, still a beloved figure, regardless. You know, so, so so as far as that. But you know, not to ramble on. But. Um, like I said, Great American Bash, you know, that was Dusty's vision, that was Dusty's baby, you know, and, um, you know, like, like I said, and, and, and when it came to the car, you know what I mean, like, slow, like, like I said, slow, uh, when, it came, when, to, when it came to the car, um, I would say that it did not disappoint. And of course, the first match was an eight-person mixed tag match where Nathan Frazier, Alicia uh, Leon, Valentina Faraz and Dragon Lee defeated Metaphor of Norm Darge, Carl Jackson, Match Legend, and Oro Minson, a pinfall. Second match, you know, of course, the family, you know, consists of Tony D'Angelo and uh, Stax Lorenzo defeated Gallus, which, is, which consists of Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Um, you know, and, and of course, and of course, they won by pinfall. So shout out to the family of Tony D'Angelo and Stax Lorenzo. You know, you know, for getting the win over the rats that were the champions. And then, of course, shout out to Shawn Michaels for um, changing lives and giving felons a chance, you know, one title at a time, basically. You know, HBK is out here um, you know, in the life changing business, giving felons another chance. You know what I mean? Um, you know, of course, like, you know, of course, like, like I said, as far as that, uh, shout out to Graham from Public Enemies podcast for saying that on Twitter, basically, you know, pretty much. I'm paraphrasing. But, um, you know, you know I mean? but, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, the family had won. You know, congratulations to them. Of course, Roxanne Perez defeats Blair, da- Blair, Blair Davenport. Um, you know what I mean? And, and of course, it was, it, was a, it was a weapons wild match. And they brought all the heavy artillery. Roxanne did not come to play. She was not here for the games. Roxanne, Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, rock. Like I said, I, I was sharing for Roxanne. I'm a big, huge, um, like I said, you know, like rock, Roxanne for us fan. You know I mean, I'm Team Roxanne all the way when it comes to NXT. Proud that she got that win. You know, and, and like I say, it, it was a great match in itself. It was absolutely amazing. And, and for and the story, the story that he told, and you know, for, you know, for, um, you know, for for Blair to try to embarrass Roxanne in front of the family, and Roxanne's like, no. This ain't going down like that. Not in my hometown. Not on my watch. You know what I mean? So, um, so I've seen the work. Roxanne is definitely 
um, that's a great underdog, underdog story, and I look forward to seeing even the best from her. And the fact that she's trained by Booker T one all time greats. I mean, like, like I said, that just shows how much, you know, how, how heavily, um, like I said, how heavily invested, you know, to, you know they, they are when, when it comes to when it comes to her. So, um, like I said, Team Roxanne holds it all the way. And the fourth match, uh, I think this is the biggest dud of this entire card is Gable Stevenson versus Baron Corbin. It's more so like Lone Wolf, uh, Baron Corbin these days. Which to me, you know, for me, was uh, was his best gimmick. You know, see, that, that was uh, like some, his most successful, his most uh, successful long-standing gimmick other than uh, Happy Corbin or you know, uh, or, or, or Broke Down Corbin. Uh, or ra- rather, I would say uh, Lone Wolf and Broke Down Cor- Corbin to me were, you know, were Baron Corbin and Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's best gimmicks. Let me slow down. Um, but either way, it still it still hasn't been something that's really been moving the needle. So I think that's why he's going back to NXT um, as a veteran. But uh, like I said, this match with Gabe Stevenson ended in a double countout, and like it, like the the match the chemistry just felt off, you know. And um, you know, and a lot of and several people are not really that high on Gable Stevenson, and you know. As you would think they would be, you know, as I thought they would be, you know, like, like, you know, even though he had, even though he had that big moment um, at WrestleMania 38 last year, you know, like um, when it came to him and uh, Chad Gable and Alpha Academy and stuff like that, you know, he's introduced as a little Gomez, is Gabe Stevenson. Uh, so far, like I said, when it comes to reports on him, um, they've not been very favorable. Favorable, uh, you know, what I mean? like you know. In that, in that sense, and um, you know, you know, I said because he, he's had, he's had that type of perception, uh, you know, that's one strike. But then by the time you execute, execute this match, this match does not do uh, Gable any favors, you know. And the fact that Booker T, you know, I said, you know, just just recently was one of the interviews and said, you know, saying that he's not very high on um, uh, on Gable Stevenson himself. And this is a guy that, that's an NXT. This is a guy that's a commentator. For him to say that about, um, like, you know, um, one of the talent on that roster, you know, like just to say, just say that, you know, say that with no shame uh, on a podcast, that's an indictment on, you know, on said uh, wrestler. You know what I mean? You know, that's an indictment on the wrestler that, that, that he's that he's giving that giving that criticism for. You know, and like I said, when it came to the delivery of this match, when it came to the execution, when it came to, um, you know, just the end result, it's just like, wasn't that great? And I found myself, you know, at times, you know, at times, uh, tuning out of this match, and for good reason, because um, everything, everything else was nice when it when it came to this. But if there was one match that's a dud, it'll be this one. It's it, it's. Reminds me of, uh, you know, of last year when I, when I, when I reviewed a uh, Survivor Series, I had to review, uh, Ron, you know, I said, I had to review uh, Ronda versus um, you know, versus Shotzi. And it's just like, okay, I, I've spent too much time with this match, and now it's time to move on. And, um, you know, I said, I keep that same energy. I feel as though, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. I guess I, I feel as though, um, you know, I've spent too much time talking about this match. I can just, just for the sake of killing time on this podcast, but it's time to move on. Um, you know, so so, so of course, so of course, uh, after that, now it's, now it's time for the 
the palate cleanser in the search for threat match with Dirty Dominic, Dominic Mysterio defending the NXT North American Championship in a triple threat match with former champion Wesley and Mustafa Ali. And so, of course, uh, Dirty Dom wins with help of Rhea, aka Mystique, as I like to call her. Um, you know, like seeing you know, Rhea, you know, constantly meddling in other, other people's business rather than, you know, minding, minding the business that pays her, aka the, uh, you know, the, the Women's World Championship, you know, but so much of her, her focus is with Dom and Judgment Day rather than, um, you know, rather than the vision itself. And so the thing is, that's why I don't really do, like I say it's hard to make those China comparisons because even though China was dancing toe-to-toe with the men, she was not a women's champion um, at the time that she was doing it. You know, so you, so, you, like I say, you, so you, even though, uh, like I said, even, even though she's doing interference on behalf of Sean and Triple H, you know, whatever, uh, you know what I mean? Like you know, the thing is, even, even though she would still get, still get involved, she was not holding the women's title captive. That's the difference, you know, and like I said, I, you know, I don't get, I'm not too big on, on being pessimistic and giving, you know, pessimistic uh, takes and views. That's why, you know, that's why I be upbeat about it. But, um, you know, what I mean, you know, but, but it's just like, there's a lot of work to do when it comes to this, you know, um, you know, there's a part of me that's kind of, you know, I feel like. In the hindsight, I didn't really miss much when it came to like not being a night one, you know, because if this is the direction they're going after having an epic match with Charlotte and Mania, not a great look. But you know, but but you you know, either either way, like so, you know, of course, you know, of course, Dominic Mysterio ends up retaining the title, you know, like so with assistance from Mom yourself, Rhea. And um, you know, and, and, and so on. So, so of course, this further builds Wesley's frustration of, of you know of not being the North American champion anymore. And by the way, I just want to go ahead and say a shout out to Wesley, uh, like see Wesley for the interview on uh, Black Wrestling uh, last Thursday. That was a great surprise. It was absolutely incredible. And you know, I think we've already set up what I mentioned before. Um, I met Wesley at Wally Mania. Of course, I got a picture with him. You know I mean, so um, and like, like I say, yeah, of course, I'm always going to be uh, Team Wesley. You know, I said a huge supporter, supporter of his, you know, and, um, and 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 just like you know, like all, all, all like I said, all that he does, like you know, so, 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 so as far as that, and of course, like I said, one minute, uh, he was real cool, you know, with me, you know what I mean. So that for me, that's all. That's what matters the most. Like, like I said, you know, of course, uh, like I said, you know, like I said, shout out to Wes. I look, you know, like I said, um, look forward to seeing the next direction. And so. And so now, from what we've seen on NXT television, looks like the seeds are being planted when it comes to uh, like when it comes to West versus Mello. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, I, I even told I even said this doc, uh, in my interview with Doctor D, those that you know that hadn't seen it, you know, hadn't seen it yet. Um, but I compared West versus Mello to Brett versus HBK. I mean. It, it had, you know, like I said, it has the perfect ingredients to be that. So, especially with Shawn Michaels himself running NXT, so I wouldn't put it past him to, you know, to, to plant those seeds and, and, and to, you know, and, and to like turn that, turn this into something similar, uh, like to a few like that. You know, 
And so, so of course, like I said, when, when it came to that, and of course, in a, in a match after that, Tiffany Stratton retains the NXT Women's Championship in a submission match as she defeats Fia Hall of Chase University. You know, who's also who's managed by Andre Chase and Duquette. So Tiffany Stratton retains the NXT Women's Championship. And last but not least, the A-Champ, whose birthday was yesterday. Of course, the A-Champ himself, Melo, Melo don't miss him, Carmelo Hayes. You know, of course, managed, with, managed by Trip, Trip Williams for this match. Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes defeats you know, Ilya Dragunov for the, uh, to retain the NXT Championship. But this, like I said, you know, apparently this was a challenge that Melo had never faced before. This is somebody who was unlike um, anyone else that, that Melo has faced. And Dragunov definitely gave, um, like I said, Dragunov definitely gave um, what Melo fight of his life in this match, you know, and Melo emerged victorious. Congratulations to him. Number two on the BR from 50, you know, like, you know, Carmelo, him, Hayes, you know, of course, this, you know, like I said, you support Stan Carmelo Hayes um, here on this podcast, you know, you know I mean, so, but, you know, but at the same time, I know that, that he definitely took, uh, you know, definitely took Melo to his limits and beyond, and had it not been for Trip Williams coming up with a save, Melo would be out, you know, would have been, like I said, you know, would have been down for the count and just out of it, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, like, Melo would have been, would have been destroyed, had it probably would have been destroyed, excuse me, you know, had it not been for Trip. And, um, and we definitely see uh, a fair share of transition. Um, when it comes to trick the trick and mellow game, you know, and how trick, you know, like is, is ready to spread his wings. You know, he, he told Mello, you know, he was like, you know, he was like, look, I know Carmelo Hayes is, you know, is a superstar and everybody you know, knows about him as that third, but he's like, you know what, I don't want to be known as a sidekick. You know, he was like, he was like, you know, just saying respectfully, you know, saying very, really respectfully, you know, he was just saying, that um, you know that there's time for you know trick uh, like, so, you know, to, to you know start making a name for, name for himself and, and just basically you know just getting out of another shadow and showing what he can do. You know? And I like how they're doing that, how it's not a real breakup breakup, but he'll still be affiliated with Mello, but at, at the same time he, he still wants to venture off bet on himself. Spread his wings, um, and you know, like, like I say, and, 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 and just and just bet on himself to see to see what he can do, you know, so to show everyone everyone else, you know, what he's capable of on his own. So that's what I think when it comes to Trick Williams. Uh, unfortunately, he's going to go up against Drag Off himself, Terminator himself, uh, Dragon Off. That's going to be a, you know, a very uh, scary sight to behold. So Dragunov is already furious that Trip is responsible for him losing to Mello, and so um, you know that's that's definitely a, definitely a terrifying to say the least. You know, because Dragunov definitely comes off uh, as a villain. 
and he will definitely be will definitely be that um, when it comes to their feud. And um, you know, so so like like say Great American Bash overall um, was very solid. Outside of one match, um, let's see, it's definitely very very impressive showing for those that can hear me. Um, Yeah, you know what I mean. So yes, so 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 as far as that, like I said, like I said, I was I was I was highly impressed when uh, when it came to NXT Great American Bash. And just stuff that they're doing for NXT in general, and also like, like also like so far, um, the SummerSlam card is virtually finalized. However, there's one match, one glaring omission, um, you know, from this card, and it's like it, it's like it would be like the, the biggest omission when it, when it comes to SummerSlam 2023 is Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. Fact that fact that that match has been left off the card, and you know, and like I said, the fact that you know, of course Becky's very vocal. She would fight to to the nail, you know, to, to make to make sure that she that she's on the program, especially big program of this magnitude of this caliber, you know, and for them not to be on there, and the fact that they that they were literally literally two of WWE's top three women's wrestlers of all time, you know, um, of course Trish being number one. Becky being number three, with Charlotte in between number two, you know. So you have two of the top three not being on the show. And the main, re- you know, like I said, the main thing I've heard was, was the fact that Trisha's nose uh, is still messed up and not clear to uh, compete on Saturday. You know, it's very unfortunate, you know. Um, like, you know, the, you know so the, the thing is, so the thing is, like I said, I'm glad that we finally, like I said, eventually we got like a more detailed report about it. And so, um, so, so, so as far as that now, when it comes to, um, you know, but, I mean, but, but at the same time, I, I just, you know, at the same time, I still prefer that over, you know, prefer that over, um, over Battle Royal, you know, which would make no sense, you know, so, so as far as that now, here are the matches. So, so all right, so you know what? So, like so, I'm, I'm looking at looking at the other the full card and you know, full card full card in the lineup. So, um, you know, so, so, so of course, uh, so of course. Uh, you know, so like, like I said, when it, when it comes to this, we're gonna have uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, part three. It's the trilogy, so it's the last part of the trilogy. You know, so so far they're one one. Uh, Cody won at Backlash. Brock won in Night of Champions, and so this is the tiebreaker. And of course, of course, we also have um, like um, we also have the SummerSlam Battle Royal. You know, for what it's worth. So as far as that, you know, we're gonna have the LA Knight that's just spent in the battle royal. So whatever it takes to get him on the car, I suppose. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. You know, this, this is the WWE MMA match, if you will. Um, so you know, so of course when it comes to that, you have uh, Logan Paul versus Ricochet. 
also on the card we have Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre, groundskeeper Drew, as I like to call him. And uh, you know, so, you know so, so, so as far as that, um, we also have the women's triple threat match: Oscar defending the title against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair in the WWE Women's Championship. We also have Seth freaking Rollins defending against Finn Balor, defending the World Heavyweight Title versus Finn Balor. And of course, the main event is going to be Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, defending Undisputed WWE Universal Title versus Jey Uso in a tribal combat match. And the biggest uh, criticism that this card has is the fact that there is not enough uh, women representation in the, fact, in the sense that you have the, the Becky versus Trish match left off and Rhea does not, does not have an opponent. You know, there's not even an opponent um, for Saturday. So, you know, that's it. So, so those those are two, two of the other biggest um, gripes that a lot of people have, you know. And so, um, so, so but, you know, but, but, you know, like I said, but this, but outside of that, I was saying it's a fairly solid card. Now, when it comes to my predictions, So I'll say like, uh, but anyway, um, like 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 say for, for, for me what looks like looks like when it comes to like let me slow when it comes to my predictions for this I would say that LA Knight wins SummerSlam Battle Royal just because of how much of a role he's been on when it comes to Ronda versus Shayna they may end up giving it to Shayna when it comes. When it comes to uh, Logan Paul versus Ricochet, I had Logan Paul winning because um, leading, up, leading up to this, let's face it, Logan Paul has caught a lot of L's. And I think the time, his opportunity time is right. Like I said, on the, on the bigger stage, like SummerSlam, on the, you know, another huge stage like SummerSlam, for him to finally get the W, he was at Ricochet's expense. So, um, so of course, I had Logan Paul winning. That's my prediction. When it comes to Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title, I mean, Gunther, you know, like I said, Gunther's on a chase for history, and I do not see Drew stopping that. I do not see Drew uh, get, getting in the way of Gunther making history, so therefore, I have Gunther winning and retaining the Intercontinental title. By the way, that match, that triple threat that they had at WrestleMania with Sheamus was mind-blowing. You know what I mean? Like, certainly one of the greatest Triple threat is not just in WrestleMania history, but just one of the greatest triple triple threat matches. Like not not just in WrestleMania history, but just in WWE history, just in wrestling history in general. That is up there among the all-time greatest triple threat matches. When it comes to Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca, this is where things start to get dicey. Um, I've been hearing about Charlotte possibly winning only for um, let's see, only, only for Asuka. Only for a EO to come through and um and interfere with the cash in. But for me, I see Asuka winning and retaining the championship. Um, only for an EO cash in. And that way you have Charlotte versus Bianca um, in their own separate program away from Asuka. You know, because I feel as though that a few like this is worthy of a mania. Um 
you know, like I said, you know, it's, 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 it's worthy to, to be uh, on the WrestleMania card. And Charlotte is the last horsewoman for, you know, for Bianca to defeat the conquer, you know. And so, um, like I said, if, 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 if anything, um, that would be the biggest notch on Bianca's belt for, for her whole career, you know, to beat someone like Charlotte will be monumental for her. Especially, you know, especially, especially with the stakes uh, being that high. When it comes to Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, this is where things get a little muddy. Um, on one end, I want to see Finn Balor, uh, you know, win just for the sake of redemption and, and like I said, you know, the sake of redeeming himself from, like I said, from, from what happened seven years ago. Which is very unfortunate for him, you know, considering you know the fact that that was an injury, and also you know, like I said, you know, just just for the sake of that, but also it'd be very interesting if Damian Priest cashed in a finish rather than match. On the other hand, Seth Rollins has been been on fire for you know, for a while, you know, and, and you know, like there are a lot of people, myself, who believe that he deserves uh, a longer run as the champion, you know, and so. Yeah, so, so so of course I guess in that in that sense, um, I could possibly see Seth walking away as 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 world champion. Like I said, this has this is so conflicting because you know, because both um, like I said, you know have great storylines and great cases. So it's pretty hard for me, hard for me to determine. So I guess I would give a slight edge uh, to Seth Rollins, only you know only only for for Damian for Damian Priest to come in. And I'm gonna say cashing, cashing on him, and that way you can have even more of a Judgment Day divide, if you will. Um, and of course, now when it comes to tribal combat, when it when it would look great for Jey Uso to win, you know, um, like see that in a match like this. But at the same time, I don't see Roman catching like three consecutive L's. On a premium, premium, premium live event, you know, you know, because of the fact that you know that him and Solo caught the L uh, at Night of Champions, he caught the L himself, you know, at, at the hands of at the hands of at the hands of uh, Jay Uso at Money in the Bank, and you know it's looking like you know when it comes to these big matches, Jay's you know, having a this number of these, so obviously you know so, so this would be a great way for you know for Roman to turn things around and. And, and retain the title, like I say, like say in, in, in a match that absolutely matters the most, right? So, you know, tribal combat, so I'm very interested to see, uh, to, to see how those rules play out and how things play out for Saturday, you know? So, 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 so as far as that, um, those have been my predictions. And let's see, you know, of course, you know, if anything, that, if anything, that's my recap of, like I said, you know, like so that's been my recap of all the events that have happened this past week, whether it's from uh, comics to wrestling, you name it. You know what I mean? So, so of course, I want to thank everyone who's tuned in, everyone who's watching, you know, who's watched, everyone that's supported. And um, like I said, I'm absolutely grateful for, you know, for this journey that um, that's, that's taking place when it comes to this podcast on these different doors. And um, for Sunday, you know, you know, I give my birthday shouts you know, in a separate recording, but you know, for, Sun- you know, for Sunday is, is um is the birthday of a friend of the program, like, you know, like, you know, 
guy that I've been social media that I've been a social media producer for for a long time. Uh, Mike Knox on, on, on Sunday is his birthday, August sixth. So I want to give him an early birthday shout out. So courtesy of the Notorious Ones podcast, because I'm giving a happy early birthday to Mike Knox, the original Bell King himself. You know what I mean? And so on. tuned in to to watch another amazing phenomenal fantastic episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast so courtesy of station VIP 105 this is King Bonji sign off thank you very much Of course, this is the time of the show where I give my birthday shout-outs. Of course, when, when it comes to this week's birthdays, on July, on July 31st, Wesley Snipes turns 61. On August 1st, Chuck D of Public Enemy, of course, Hall of Fame hip-hop group Public Enemy, turns 63. On August, on the same day, on August 1st, Devon Dudley of the legendary Hall of Fame tag team, the Dudley Boys, turned 51. On August 1st, NXT champion Car- Carmelo Hayes turned 29. On August 2nd, Apollonia from Purple Rain turns 64. On August 3rd, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, turns 46. On August 4th, of course, we have former president Barack Obama turns 62. On August 4th, that same day, Dean Malenko turns 63. On August 5th, New York Knicks legend Patrick Ewan turns 61. On August, that was August 5th. On August 6th, the Admiral Dave Robinson from the San Antonio Spurs turns 58. And on the same day, August 6th, Mike Knox from Perfect Flex Talk Radio turns 48. And before I got before before I go, I would like to give a word of wisdom. And that word of wisdom is never lose sight of your journey by looking at somebody else's lane. Never lose sight of the assignment that God has for you by look by looking at by looking at the lanes on the left and to the right of you. So um, everybody else, everybody's on their own journey but all but never lose sight of the direction that you're going in you are victorious because grace he that is there's anything he does in the world when you put god in first place you don't have to worry about being in last place and please make sure to listen to this podcast on itunes spotify google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you don't download podcasts on of course thank you very much for listening and may this day be the very best day of your life